Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 171 is entitled Some Random Thoughts on Addiction, Part 3, Time, Past, Present, and Future. This is Part 3 in the series on addiction. We leave it to the experts to treat addiction. Personal treatment is beyond the scope of these podcasts. We are grateful to all those who have dedicated their lives and services to helping addicts overcome addictions. Everyone must choose for themselves the type of treatment they pursue. We make no suggestions or recommendations. In these podcasts, we address mental and spiritual preparation. Anyone who is seeking to overcome an addiction must first prepare themselves both mentally and spiritually for the challenging road ahead, whatever course they take. We merely offer suggestions as one prepares himself or herself spiritually. In part one, we asserted that the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, are the first place to start when trying to overcome an addiction. Please listen to podcast number 157. In part two, we asserted that all creation is first spiritual and then temporal. In addition, we discussed how to overcome bad habits. Please listen to podcast number 170. In this podcast, we shall discuss time and addiction. We live in a capsule of time we call past, present, and future. One cannot be addicted to behavior in the future, for it hasn't happened yet. All addictions are products of the past, a forbidden land which does not allow second chances. The present alone allows second chances. Only in the present do we have free will. The past allows no revision. The future allows no action. All actions occur in the present. The future can only be changed by the present. The past is a memory only, frozen in the ice of antiquity. Lord Alexander, a children's writer, said, We are a great perhaps. That is true only because of the fluid present. What you should have done in the past is only as valuable as what you can do in the present. The past, though it is dead to chance, is a living wellspring of wisdom that we must draw on to improve the future. Those who deny the past are dead to the future for their course is fixed in constant repetition. They become animals, one day like another in endless reiteration. In a real sense, we can imagine a future where we are free of addiction and create a solution where that is possible. But, for that to happen, we must act in the living present, drawing wisdom from the crystal ball of the past. The past is a fortune teller whose prophecies can only be changed if we act wisely in the present. Time is an erupting volcano in which the lava of the past immediately solidifies, forming a tunnel so that the present can carry the liquid lava into the future. Only the present has power to channel what flows into our future. If we do not take charge of our present, we will repeat the past and condemn the future to incessant repetition. That is what addiction is. Addiction freezes time into constant repetition. Addiction stops progression. In spiritual terms, repentance is the only thing that can break the cycle. That is what repentance is. It breaks the cycle of endless bondage. However, the only period where we have absolute control is the present. The past is past. The future hasn't come. One cannot be addicted to behavior of the present, for it is in the process of becoming. The present is a razor-sharp edge between the past and the future. We live on that edge. 
we may and certainly should use the present to decide what course we're going to take in the future. We may use the present to set up a plan of attack, create a schedule. But I repeat, it is only the present where we have free will, where we can change our behavior, where we can reset our course that will affect the future. We become addicted to the past. It is the behavior of the past that we must change, but we can only make changes in the present or the future will be a repetition of the past. Those who repeat the past will never change the future. They're like gerbils in a cage, furiously spinning the wheel, but remaining in one spot, endlessly spinning. Obviously, we must use the past to identify the addiction and the conditions that cause the addiction. We cannot change the effect unless we change the conditions that cause the effect. All laws are based on that principle. The problem with society today is they treat the effect but ignore the conditions. Such an attempt will always fail. Every ill in society today is a repetition of past failures caused by ignoring the conditions that caused the failures. You want a generalization? I will give you a generalization, but it is not pretty. Society in America is what it is today because the majority desire it. Oh, they don't want the misery. Nobody wants the misery, but they want the rewards that cause the misery. A thief doesn't want jail. He wants free money. Metaphorically speaking, a drinker wants the alcohol, but not the headache or the hangover or the inebriation. How does a heavy drinker cure a hangover? By reducing the consumption of alcohol? No. They try to stop the hangover with other drugs. The cycle is endless. We may focus on drug addicts or alcoholics, but society today as a whole has become addicted to destructive behaviors in the same way. They do not want to change the behavior. They want to avoid the negative consequences. But it doesn't work that way. All laws have conditions and all laws have effects. Repeat the conditions and you will repeat the effects, though you may dull the senses to the point that you can't feel them. Nevertheless, the effects are still there and must eventually be dealt with, like the national debt. At some point, the negative effects must be addressed either by choice or by necessity. We become addicted to memory. It appears that it is not just our mind that has memory. The cells of our body, our emotions, our intelligence also carries a memory of the past. And sometimes we must root out those memories that have brought us to a miserable state. In spiritual terms, we call it repentance. In temporal terms, we call it the scientific method. However, even if our physical bodies are free, often our spirit is burdened by memories. The only way to break an habitual behavior is to replace the memory of the past with the hope of the future. Addiction is a kind of captivity in which the addict uses his free will to choose the same conditions over and over and over, not realizing that he is a slave to the dead past, not a victim to the lively present or to the open future. Free will is an attribute of the present and cannot be exercised in the past or the future. We are addicted to the past. No one is addicted to the present or to the future. In the past, we allowed ourselves to be acted upon. In the present, to break that bondage, we must act, or the future will be a repetition of the past. We cannot change the past, but we can change the present, and by changing the present, we change the future. We are bound to the present only because we perpetuate the addictions of the past. Addiction can be defined as a burning desire to resurrect the past and keep it alive by continuing the pattern. 
Giving in to addiction in the present guarantees that the future will be a repetition of the past. That pattern will continue until the chain is broken, and it can only be broken in the present. One key to breaking addiction is to remember rule number one. One is addicted only to the repetition of the past. One cannot be addicted to the future, for it has no repetition. One cannot be addicted to the present, for it is in the process of becoming, as said before. The past is dead and cannot change. For the past to be an addiction, it must be replicated over and over and over. It must be resurrected over and over and over. However, all those who were enslaved by the past by repeating the past can change by stopping the repetition in the present. A present that resurrects the past perpetuates the addiction. A present, however, that changes the patterns of the past breaks the addiction and frees the victim in the future. One abused by his parents does not have to abuse his own children. A second key to breaking addiction is to remember that we have free will only in the present. But free will is also possible in the present because free will is a product of the spirit and not of the body. That would be the third key to remember. It is our eternal intelligence and not our brain or our body that has free will. Our eternal intelligence is only subject to the body when we allow it to be. We have the ability to reclaim our free will when our desires to be free are stronger than our desires to be enslaved by addictions. An addiction, then, can be described as behavior that repeats the same conditions of the past over and over and over. Addiction is not a living thing. It must be resurrected by the present over and over for it to continue. Addiction is merely a pattern of the past repeated incessantly. It only has the illusion of a living thing. We're the only living things. We have a spirit, and we always have free will because we live in an eternal present which is a new beginning. As long as the present is alive, free will is alive. Free will can be forfeited, but it cannot be killed because the spirit cannot be killed. We always have the potential of free will, for free will is in the spirit, not the body. If we don't fill the future with the mistakes of the past, the past loses all hold over us. Addiction must be perpetuated by the victim in the present, giving it the appearance of a living thing. Just as the body without the spirit dies, the addiction without the repetitions of its conditions dies. Every moment is a new birth. Memory keeps addiction alive. It is the present, not the past, that offers a new chance for freedom. As a final note, some addicts sometimes hammer themselves mercilessly because of a slip, when in fact any triumph attenuates the iron hold of the past and should be seen as a victory. For some, a slip can be fatal as tragic experience has shown, but often the greatest tragedy is when a slip kills faith. Overcoming addiction is a process and not a final battle. Keep in mind the three keys. Number one, one is only addicted to the repetition of the past. Number two, we have free will only in the present. Number three, our eternal intelligence and not our brain or our body has free will. The battle is won when faith becomes stronger than the addiction. That is why, as vital as faith in oneself and faith in others is, the greatest in the triadic battle against addiction is faith in God. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity 
is available at RonaldMesser.com.